Welcome back to Shadows in the Limelight. We have another returning guest, or guests in this case, coming back to the show. The Atomic Kings are back on the podcast to discuss their self-titled album put out by Tonehouse Records that was released about a week ago. This is a fantastic new record that, as you'll hear in the interview, calls back to influences of all four band members. It has a really cool 70s rock, funk, blues, just a riff-oriented killer album with absolutely no filler on this record. You'll hear us discuss at the end of the interview how important it is to support new music. Go get a t-shirt, buy a CD even if you have no way to play it. Get out and go see a show. If you wanna go see the Atomic Kings, these guys are gonna be playing this new record. All dates and information are included in the show notes. Also in the show notes is the link to Ryan McKay's new music that we discussed during the interview. Let's let the interview with the Atomic Kings roll. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Great. Awesome. What's a gentleman? <laughs> what time do they get? How dare you? Yeah, Call none of you people count <laughs> as gentlemen. I, uh, I think I got you on uh, right before a rehearsal was going to take place. And naturally, they, uh, they uh, Ken was getting crap for not being on time. But I looked at the clock and he was four minutes early for this interview. What? Possible. Yeah, golf claps around. No, no. See, you well, know, you're, here's why you're wrong. Pretty David. sure you're clapping. David, here's tonight. why you're wrong. Because Ken was supposed to be here at five thirty. So, oh, so we can get set just up. started. So okay, twenty five minutes late. That's so we are fair. looking Our... for a singer. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I sat down the road and and made sure I came in just in time. You know, I have to keep up that singer thing. Singers don't ever show up early. I want to make sure that we. <laughs> right you came in attitude and check ready to go well we got a lot to talk about um as before we went on the air i was talking that the last time i spoke with you folks uh my baby was born he was about two weeks old and i was tired he's turning one uh on saturday wow. and you guys you're got still, an album out we were talking about tired. the album then it's awesome. I mean, uh, uh, there'll be links and everything for this record. Get a copy of this CD. Are, are there still copies to get? You guys sold out of your pre-sales. Yeah, we have some. You can order them from the store. From okay. Here. So if you want to contact us on our Facebook page or on my page, uh, we have been mailing them out every every week. We autograph them, blah, blah, blah. And you can also get them on the Tone House Records website as well. Yeah, tonehouserecords.com. There, there's your shameless plug. Now we were talking about <laughs> this record. When did the majority of the the writing happen? This is self-titled album, The Atomic Kings. When when did you guys write this record? It seems like I, I followed you guys all on Facebook. It seemed like it was taking forever. I was so excited for it. But when did you write it? It some of it was written prior to us getting Ken, um, and then once we got Ken, we kept kept on writing. Uh, we scrapped a number of things that we had prior, but then we. We were enthusiastic about getting um, Ken in the band, so we kept writing and writing, and uh, we were disappointed afterwards. Yep, <laughs> yeah. you can imagine our disappointment when we heard the final mixes. But <laughs> so yeah, but that was That's like, actually another guy yeah. on the record. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> right. You're just a, you're just a pretty face for this band. Right now. It was a uh, 2021, I think. Okay, <laughs> and. If you had to, I mean, what what do you call this record? I mean, like, it, if somebody's going to say, what kind of music is it? How do you answer it? The best record ever made of all time. <laughs> Humbly yours, the Atomic Kings. 
What do you call it? I call it best record we've ever written. I call it '70s hard rock <laughs> with a little bit of a modern twist. It's very riff oriented. It's got some blues bass sort of stuff in it. It's also yeah. got some '70s style. Uh, I wouldn't say heavy metal, but hard rock sort of thing, a la Deep Purple, or it's got a little Sabbath uh, thing in there, and a lot of Trower, and a lot of uh, Thin Lizzy, and Montrose, and Grand Funk, and yada, 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 and Three Man Army, and Stray Dog. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, trapeze. Uh, we, trapeze. Every, we, everything the four of us are made of is, is crammed in there. We, yeah. we don't hide our influences. As a matter of fact, we celebrate them. And, it's a good way uh, to put it. We're not trying to, I mean, there's obviously some Zeppelin moments and some, and a bunch of other, a lot of people shy away from now. Oh, we don't, I never even listen to Zeppelin. I've kid. never even heard of Led Zeppelin. Yeah, Led who? <laughs> so, I mean, um, so let the bashing begin, you son of bitches. So we definitely, uh, like I said, celebrate who our influences are as bands and as players. So, you know, you can hear Ken's influences, um, Tiny Tim, uh, <laughs> Engelbert, Boy George. Yeah. Boy George is in there. Yeah. Ethel Merman. Yeah. <laughs> he was an early. Uh, I, I, I remember talking to you guys last time. I should just take one of you at a time because taking you all four is nearly impossible <laughs> to keep up with. It's a um, fun band. <laughs> Going back, I guess to to the record when you guys played live. I don't. This wasn't your debut by any means, but I was there when you guys opened up for for Ace, and that was the first time I got to hear it all. When you guys played your set that night, how much of your set is on this record? All of it. Okay. All of it. Other than um, we opened with "Like an Ocean," which is on a the previous disc that Ryan and and uh, Jimmy and I did. Okay. And um, we don't do like an ocean anymore, um, but we felt it was you know that we had a right to do it. We wrote it and and that sort of thing. Yeah. I think but, the whole the, yeah the whole album, <clears throat> not well, not quite the whole album. I think there's like there's a, a there's a bonus there. track that didn't make that 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 we played that night opening for Ace. It was the yeah. last song is is actually a bonus track uh, for the pre order, um, and then there's another number called uh, Running, Running Away. Away that we didn't do that that night. But we also did not do. Take my hand. Ah, so there's two. Know. We did. Yeah. There were. There's two songs on the record that we did not play that night with bass. Just since we do an audio only podcast, I can ask one question, and there's four guys that I'm talking to, and I think I get six opinions or six different answers. I don't know how this works. It's like Common Core math. <laughs> but <laughs> in any event. Um, which we, as far we as we don't playing, have any book learning, <laughs> right? As far as playing playing the songs live, you guys have an upcoming few upcoming live shows. Um, go ahead and plug those right now for the folks. Uh, what's coming up, Jimmy? Uh, May twenty seventh. Yep. Uh, we are doing our CD release party uh, at the forty four uh, in Phoenix. Uh, tickets on sale right now. Get them while you can. They are uh, they're moving pretty good, thankfully. Uh, and then the following week, we are headed to Albuquerque, New Mexico, to uh, play with Kings X. Nice. Um, those are are our two most closest. Those are the closest. Closest ones. ones. And we're we're back in Albuquerque 
November, right? The weekend after Thanksgiving, uh, we're in Albuquerque, and there'll be a, I'm sure there'll be a show in Vegas this summer and probably somewhere in the LA area, but um, because we are, uh, you know, between us four and just Jason Constantine, the guy from the label that kind of like our fifth, the fifth Beatle, if we could be so bold, um, you know, trying to do everything in-house is, is, is pretty difficult. There's a lot of work. Yeah, with Jason and Tone House, what what is Jason's role in the process? Being your your fifth beetle or that extra, what 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 kind of what does he bring to the table? He's there to tell us how great we are. <laughs> Stroking <laughs> you know, egos, okay. You know, probably one of the greatest things about Jason is is uh, he can he he let us he let us um, do our thing. He let us let us do what we want. He he you know he tried to get the best out of what we were trying to do rather than you know, guide us or try to tell us, no, don't do that. Don't do this. So we, we really had a green light um, with him and he really did a great job, you know, mixing and, and whatnot. We were, we were really happy with that. he never actually made a record like the style of music that we play. He's more into a heavier sort of thing. Right. But uh, he appreciated and, and learned to like, and that's kind of a ambiguous way of saying it, but he was always kind of a fan of what we did, but as the record came together and the recording process and all that, he, he really kind of, um, I guess, learned to appreciate what kind of stuff it is we do, because like I said, he, he doesn't, there's no one else on, on the label like us, and uh, his taste in music are heavier than, than what we do, and so it, it, you know, was kind of a learning process for him and for us with him. What I think has been really cool about this record is obviously I've gotten to kind of follow you guys throughout creating it. Just, I mean, we all get to see it through the lens of social media, which um, with Greg might be anything but professional, but in any event, it was awesome to just watch it happen. (laughs) And as it was getting ready to come out, like no one's going to come to you guys, especially doing press and going, you know, this is a really shitty album. We hate it. They're all going to, you know, come at you pretty positive but it is hard to deny how great this this record is i think i would the, the day that it came out um i listened to to my early my early copy i do have a cd player i know many people don't i even have a vehicle with a cd player in it still and loved it and i just couldn't wait for it to hit the streaming services just because that's just a convenience and i i probably played it three or four times straight even had some buddies that aren't predominantly into rock music they go well this is awesome i can get into this and the rave reviews you guys have had online have been awesome i mean is it just i mean this has been your baby for over a year is it fun to see the positive reaction to sell out of your pre-sales and every week when you're shipping more out is it just fun yeah it's fantastic yeah it was it was very unexpected and um you know it's always fun to do that we we also really turned right back around and got busy and are and are writing you know, for the next record now, and I already have a few, you know, hopefully getting ready for that. But it's it's always fun to, you know, to throw it out the window and see if it's going to fly or hit the ground. You know? <laughs> well, no, and you guys have seen some recent chart work with it, and that's just awesome. I mean, that's uh, it's it's great to see what's going to be the next single. Can we know? Uh, well, we point, don't even know. At one think. point, we talked about Escape, but I think it possibly. Could be live and, and, and actually 
one of the more the we always talk about what's the sleeper on the record and the weird thing is the sleeper is kind of turned out to be uh holding on whereas where we like the track but so many people have come back with that's their favorite track so what we'll probably end up doing is sitting around with us four and jason and discussing what it could be and and uh seeing what it is it's always gratifying when you do a record i mean you make it for yourself and you know you do the stuff you like to do but when it comes back with as positive a response it's been it's uh, unexpected as ken said but it's also uh, i always say it's always nice when someone gets it and people seem to it seems to have resonated with a lot of people and that that's it kind of just makes us know that we're going in the right direction we're writing for record number two right now so we know we know who we are we know what we want to do with it and so having people kind of reaffirm their belief in what it is makes it easy for us to move forward one of the, the main reasons why i like always getting the physical copy is uh, i'm a i'm a liner notes kind of guy and like to look into them and just see what's there and one of the things that i thought was really cool was when you're looking at like who designed your logo riley designed the original yeah. logo you see some other people on there that are doing you know photographs and then you guys are obviously the sole writers on every track which i can't think of a record that came out where that's happened in the last number of years that i really really liked but is it fun for you guys to be able to, in your case, see your kids' names inside the jacket of the album? Like, is that kind of cool? That's cool for yeah. me. I mean, Riley has a degree in graphic design and advertising and all that kind of thing. So when we were talking about getting a logo, you know, about who would design it, I said, let's just let Riley do it. She knows how to do it. And she, I think she knocked it out of the park. She did the photos, those outdoor photos. She's a really good photographer. She, did all that and staged all that for us. And so, you know, um, it's not, and she gets a big kick out of it. The fact that her name's on it and it's just another cool part of her resume. Nice. And on the next record, Ryan's daughter's a, a very good artist. So maybe we'll use something that she does mm -hmm. next time. So, I mean, part of the family business. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan um, has just put an album out and, you know, his kids designed the, the cover and, yeah, they were very really had a lot active. to do mm -hmm. with his with his record. If you haven't seen that one, but really cool artwork and stuff on that one as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, got keep it in the family. Yeah, yeah keep it in the family. Talented kids. Yeah. yeah. As far as things go, have any of your kids picked up like anything musical or wanting to be you know featured on an album or doing anything like that? Not not so much. I mean, my 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 daughter's really into art. She she does art every day. Um, she's got an Instagram account and she's always doing a new art thing. She likes to draw like comic book kind of thing with, with a plot and everything. Okay. Um, and my son has dabbled a little bit in music. He plays some piano and stuff. He's probably a better piano player than I am. He, um, but he kind of uh, messes around on the piano, but he's, he's into YouTube. He's got a YouTube channel where he does video games and stuff with his buddies. He's, um, it's a really cool channel. He does video editing all the time and, He's in his room all the time, just editing video, recording video on a call like we're doing. And uh, uh, so they are very creative. And that's what I people would ask me, hey, you know, would you be interested in your kids? Like, are you going to push them into playing music like you do? And my answer was always, um, I just want them to have some kind of an outlet. It doesn't have to be music. It could be whatever they want it to be. And uh, both of them are are in the arts. 
and are doing creative things that I'm very excited about. And what I don't care that it's not music. I, I'm just as excited to see their creativity come out because it's important to have that outlet. It's been so rewarding for me for my whole life, you know? Right. My outlet, my outlet is I make fun of all these guys. I was <laughs> just going to say, they probably learned how to edit from watching Greg's videos online. Everybody <laughs> needs to go to school of Greg to watch how you do a real good YouTube video. There's some flattering <laughs> shots of Ryan and his feet that we've been talking about before we were on the air. <laughs> ryansfeet.com yeah yeah that, we'll get an only fans account set up to see ryan's feet it'll fund the next record yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a low low subscription yeah great yeah. Uh, and, monthly. Do, and the word low takes on many yeah. meanings in there. i do trade requests if you want me to oil them up or whatever <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Uh, no comments, I guess, further you on You can that. order it in a scratch and snip version. <laughs> uh, if there's right. anyone looking for a bass player, I find myself available immediately. I'll, I'll see myself. Yeah, you, you can get out of the screen. I don't, yeah, just take your feet with you. Um, <laughs> Would you like us to move you down to where his feet are? No, no, we'll no keep the camera that. where it is. I guess that's that should be a video uh, podcast no or whatever at this point. Um, when we got together the last time, Greg said he was fortunate enough to be a part of what he thought were two great things uh, as far as bands that he's been in, um, and this being the second. And I think that, uh, again, links to everything I've got are going to be in the show notes on this. It, it is nothing short of great. I, I I wish I could critique it a little hard. I will say that my favorite song is Bloodline off it. That's why I keep clicking back to last title we're, on the we're album. Getting a lot, we're a lot getting a lot of that. We when we really appreciate you saying that. It's yeah. I, I hate to tell these guys I told you so, but I, I told you. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the one I played for my wife first and said this this is my favorite song on the album. You got to check it out. I did go and watch the the video for All I Want when it first came out because I wanted to click and look at it. Uh, links to the the video and everything for the to get that will be on my show notes as well. But um, shameless plugs for you guys before I let you go and rehearse. Anything uh, else? Uh, you know, just at the upcoming shows and and again we we also have shirts. Um, that that can be bought here um, at the store here at Bizarre Guitar, and, and we have Arthur, records Arthur. here. But but you can also again you can uh, you can get any of that, including the album on uh, Tone House Records, and and uh, we're trying to steer people that way. Obviously, the album is also on all streaming sites, and uh, you can download the album through through Tone House. Yeah, just download the whole record. So. One thing that I do want to get back, I have to ask this question before I, I wrap it up. When when you guys make the choice to go on streaming services, do you have that choice when you're going to make the record to say, you know what, this is going to go on Spotify and things like that, that you guys are not obviously going to probably make hardly any money off that, if, if any, but is it just a necessity of what you have to do just to get your music out there? What's your thought on on streaming services? We're, we're not fans of the streaming service thing for just the reasons you mentioned. Someone's making a lot of money and it's not the artist. Right. But um, our label, that was part of his deal when we um, discussed with him. That was something that he felt was important. And uh, he's got some money in the game with us as well. So he put up some of his own money for us to do this this album and all this. So we were willing to do whatever made sense to him as well. I mean, uh, I'm like you, I like to have a CD. I like to read the liner notes. I like to look at the pictures. I'm old school. That's where I, yeah. you know, that's how it was yeah, when too. I grew up. And so, um, but I understand that a lot of people don't have CDs. Uh, I sold my neighbor my, uh, where I live. One of my neighbors knows I'm a musician 
and he said, I want to buy a CD. So I sold him one and, and I saw him today after I sold it to him like four or five days ago. And I said, you like the CD? He goes, I haven't listened to it yet. I don't have a CD player. And I said, why'd you buy it? He goes, I just wanted to support you guys. I'm like, okay. So he bought a CD. He doesn't have a CD player anywhere. And I mean, I told him he could put it on his computer and play it in that. And he goes, I didn't think of that. So there are a number of people that, you know, probably still buy it because they want it autographed or it's a physical thing. But the wave of the future, unfortunately, is all the streaming services. And hopefully someday they'll have to pay artists their fair share for, you know, their creative content, their creative, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I think their intellectual property, uh, so to speak. So they've become a, a, a necessary evil, unfortunately. And, you know, you, you right now, uh, fact is you got to play that game if you want to get uh, if you want to get it out on a on a grander scale. We'd we'd rather have it heard for a little bit than than not heard at all. So yeah. you know. Yeah, it was. I was actually talking with some some friends of mine, and we were talking about uh, obviously concert tickets and what we're spending for outrageous yeah. amounts of money for a yeah, night out crazy. to go see one of your favorite bands. And if you're going to go buy a shirt, I will say an Atomic King shirt, I think was $20. But if you're going to go and see something at the concert, you're prepared to spend 40 or 50 bucks to a t-shirt. If you go buy an album there, it's going to cost you more money. All these things, they're going to, especially the big artists, they're going to get it out of you one way or another, whether you're buying the record yeah. or off a streaming well, That's server. because of the venue. The venue takes a cut. That's why those, those prices at the shows are more, because the venue takes a cut. And the other thing is, um, because you don't make any money from your records, records anymore exactly you have to make the money while you're touring that's why people complain about the paid meet and greet but when i was in red dragon cartel um part of what was keeping us on the road was the money we made in the paid meet and greets it would be nice to do it the way i did you know in the 80s and early 90s where people just came backstage and you signed it and got a picture and you and but now because uh, you need the money to stay on the road because you're not getting any money from record sales and there's no record company support. Uh, you have to kind of make the money someplace to just get the, the show. Make up sure the, the bills audience. are paid. Right. No, I, I, yeah. I totally and, get and it. Most, most people, most people understand that, but there's always X amount of people that they're mad about it, but we're mad about it too. I mean, yeah. whether it's us or, or, or uh, a band that's uh, much higher up the, food pay scale than we are i'm sure they don't like it any better like than we it. do but it's just a necessity again if you could get paid on streaming services if you could get your proper pay for something that something that was an honest real pay you maybe you could you know pass some of that savings on on the meet and greets and this and that and there's a lot of meet and greets when you do a meet and greet at a venue the venue takes part of that money yeah yeah they got their hands in every bit of it so if you're if you're making thousand dollars at a meet and greet the menu takes 200 or more so right it's, it's, and you should make some atomic kid wine it's a it's it's a it's a, it's yeah, a hard, there we uh, go it's, it's a hard balancing act it, and I, I just, I guess I'm the same way. I mean, I said that when it came out of streaming service, it was extremely easy for me to listen to it. I try not to be too much of a crit and always, I wanted to support you guys for this. It's not the most convenient thing to play in the world, but with like the resurgence of vinyl, are you guys talking about, is Jason going to press that at all? Or are you guys thinking about it? I just talked about it today, Ryan and I did. I'm just trying to figure out whether it financially makes We definitely sense. want to, um, but the, the cost of it right now is so much, but it, um, I mean, we're, we're looking at doing that. We're, we want to do that. 
Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, you got to remember, we paid for part of the recording, uh, part of the fee for recording this, we paid for it out right. of our pockets, out of money that we'd made other places. And so um, from our website, from the website. And when we uh, make another, we want to make another record. I can't wait till Ryan starts showing his oh, yeah, hands or something yeah. else. Yeah. I, I forgot my website we're home. talking about. That's a gift that keeps the pay, the pay tow truck service. Well, we, you know, we want, we're going to do another record. We're going to have to pay for some of that ourselves. So is it more cost effective for us to take $3,000 that we would be using to print a hundred vinyl records as opposed to putting that three grand into the next recording process for the next Tom and I don't know. You know, we don't have a backer. We're our own backer. And so um, we just kind of have to see. So any of you rich, Son of a bitch. Everybody buy the hell out of the room. You want to? If any of you want a tax write-off, Comic Kings. <laughs> I will say though, like, and when you guys look at all of that, like, it, I hate it when people say rock is dead. And but when you hear things like this, you can see why it's a whole lot easier for somebody to just say, you know what? If I want to make a living playing music, I'm going to go play covers in a bar on the weekends. Because, yeah, you're paying out of your own pocket to do this, and the least people can do that are going to sit there and stream it. And I'll, I'll put the links in, and people might go and stream it, but if I could say anything to folks on the line, support local music with artists creating new content. Not And again, nothing against the guys that go play Jesse's Girl every weekend. Fine on them, but this is awesome to have. Go get your records. And gentlemen, I've outstayed my welcome. I told you guys I do right around 25 minutes i appreciate you guys giving me the time you've given me and i cannot wait for the next record just make sure i don't wait another two years and my kid's going to celebrate graduating <laughs> from high school by the time it's done it, 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 well it, we it, really it appreciate it too. it depends how long it takes for ken to do his vocals <laughs> depends. we got to look into flights <laughs> all right gentlemen i appreciate your time get to rehearsal and uh i can't wait to to get the next one links to everything will be in our show notes thanks Dave. thank you very much appreciate it a big thank you to all four of the atomic kings for stopping by and discussing the new record put out by tone house records and way too much information about ryan's feet as I mentioned before the interview, please go out and support new music. Go get this album. Get yourself a physical copy. See the artwork. See the liner notes. Go out and see them live. This is a fantastic new album that these guys will sign and ship one to your door for likely less than what you pay for your streaming services. Links to everything that we discussed are in the show notes. Take your good time with you, and we'll see you next time with another great guest.